Hi friends, this is Jillian and Kaylin, and you're listening to In Case You Missed It on Teach Me How to Adult, a podcast on navigating the ups and downs of adulthood, from managing stress and finances to crushing your career and love life. Tune in every Monday as we share game-changing tips from our guests that you might have missed. Adulting isn't easy, but we got you. We know that there is a lot of great advice out there for home organization, but the reason why we're so fascinated to chat with you is because of the neuroscience aspect behind Go Simplified and what they add to this space. So could you tell us about how you connect neuroscience with organization? The psychology behind it really is that if it isn't set up the way you want it, then anxiety sets in and anxiety is paired to items in your home and then you can never get it because your prefrontal cortex shuts down and just doesn't want to do the work because it is a bit of a learned skill and those neural pathways have to be reprogrammed in positive ways. I want to talk about the different kinds of home organization because I didn't even know that there were different types. So what order should we be doing them? I know there's organizing, decluttering, tidying and cleaning. Well, intuitively, you can't organize yourself out of a mess, right? And if organizing were easy, let's put it this way, if decluttering was easy, you would have done it in the first place. There wouldn't be a need for me to come over or a friend to come over. So it's the decluttering that is the most important step. But people get excited about the word organizing and they say, I need to get organized, right? Instead, you know, really, we should be calling ourselves declutterers because most people, it's the necessary first step. And you don't really realize that, that until you get all of like things in the same place at the same time, you have no idea how many you have. So once you, you know, strip a room apart, which is emotionally and physically necessary, if you're doing a drawer or doing a room, everything has to come out. That's when the spouses come home or the partners and they're like, what the heck is happening here? (laughs) Because it looks terrible before it looks better, but everything has to come out. You make piles of similar things. You decide how many you need based again on some of these questions I'm going to ask, and then you build it back up. And that's when the organizing comes. But, you know, it's funny, people get all jazzed up about organizing and then they stop at Ikea on the way home and they buy all these organizing things, but they have no idea what they need to organize. And until you declutter, you don't really know what systems you need. Right. So decluttering is the first step because you can't organize clean or tidy until you've gotten rid and you're down to the minimum mm-hmm. of what you need to live with. People just want to skip to the fancy. That makes bins. sense. Exactly. <laughs> and sometimes it happens to me. Right. Yeah. You know, you get that low level of anxiety and that's when people usually bolt and they leave to go do something. Then they get distracted and they never come back. But that low level of anxiety neurologically is Mother Nature's sign that you're actually on the right track. Right. That's what makes a deer in the wild stand up and go get food, that anxiety is adrenaline to keep them going to search for food and water. So when you get that low level of anxiety about your things, it's actually good. You know, you need to lean into it and get a bit of a reward, you know, get that dopamine hit, keep going. And then that neural pathway will be forged and formed that you're you're not pairing anxiety with it, that you actually had a small level of success and you can keep going. But if you feel that anxiety and quit and get scared, then you won't go back to it. But it can be rewarding, too, if you make it make it fun and stay in the game. Yeah. Stay in the game. So you've decluttered, then you've organized. And then is it just generally once you've done those things, that's when you're like cleaning and tidying? Or, or well, yeah, because regular? you have the ability to, right? You know, 
if a cleaner comes in to do a house and we see this all the time, if stuff's all over the place, they can't do their job and they can't clean. So what they do is they put things yeah. into boxes and they hide things and they push them into the cupboards and, you know, you're just pushing clutter around really. So you need to deal with it first. It's not easy, but I think the why it's not easy is because we're asking ourselves the wrong questions. So let's talk about that. Like why, what do you think does stop people from letting go of items and decluttering? I mean, obviously there's a lot of, for some people, scarcity mindset or there's memories and sentiment, but what what are you finding with your clients like that the most pervasive reasons are? Well, you've just said a few of them. You know, to me, those are just stories that we tell to support, to hang on to them, right? So sometimes people are perfectionists. They get paralyzed that they're going to get it wrong. So they don't do anything at all because they think, well, I'm not going to do a good job and it's not going to look like Pinterest, so I'm not even going to start. But that's with the end result in mind of some picture that, like you said, isn't even really what you want. So there's that person. There's somebody who's ever bought something that, you know, I'm sure you could name something that you've purchased that was just a bad purchase. Mm -hmm. Can you think of anything? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So people hang on to those because it's easier to keep it than to admit that little bit of guilt of like, you know, big deal. I made a mistake. I bought an alarm clock and I don't like it. So they hang on to it and then it clutters up their house, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of just being brave and saying, you know what, I made a mistake. The money's gone. It's spent. I can't return it. It doesn't make the money stay around, but I'm going to donate this to somebody who just came over from the Ukraine who has no alarm clock or who has nothing. So, you know, you can get rewarded for donating as well and letting go if you start practicing feels good, but it's just not serving you. And it's like keeping a bad friend around, right? It's just torturous. It's reminding you Mm -hmm. that you made a mistake every time you look at it. It's funny how it's easier to walk away and be brave to people sometimes rather than things. And then there's the guilt of, well, my neighbor gave it to me and I I don't want to get rid of it because if she comes over, my mom comes over and sees that I don't have this out. Mm -hmm. So then they keep things out. You keep things out that you don't even like. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just, you know, there's no obligation to keep it really. You need to be brave and say, you know, I passed it along. It wasn't my favorite or, you know, thanks very much for the gift. It was the thought that counted. And you know, then you have the right to do what you want to do with it really in your home. When you start to think of the questions differently and ask yourself, ask three questions. And usually the answers are quite clear when they ask these three questions. And and the questions are, do I love it? Right? Do I love this? Is it my favorite? Right? If you have six spatulas, mm. right? Which Which kind of is your favorite because you don't really need six, but do I love it? Would I buy this again today? Right? Also, am I currently really, you know, realistically using this? You know, let's say cookbook, for example, if you're a chef, Mm -hmm. and you have 60 cookbooks, and you never use them, are you still going to be a good chef if all those cookbooks, you know, spontaneously combusted? Yes, will you still have your cooking skills? (laughs) Sometimes when we kind of get too close to the contents, we start to lose the difference between the contents and the container, so to speak, of like, what am I and what are they? And we become the same thing. And so you have to peel yourself back Mm -hmm. and ask those questions again, those three questions. (laughs) 
Thanks for starting your week with us. If you enjoyed today's In Case You Missed It, check out our show notes for the full episode. We would love it if you subscribed, left us a comment or a rating, and followed us on Instagram. See you next time.